0: Love,
1: talk Radio.
0: This show is brought to you by CoventryCreations.com. Turn up the music if they try to turn us down button i have to do it for <laughs> me. okay
2: we actually have an applause button so yeah. i just don't know where it's at oh here it is
0: oh, so- oh, fair enough. well thank you thank you thank you yeah
2: <laughs> okay
0: now that i derailed you continue
2: um, to reach Jackie off the air, of course, get to www.coventrycreations.com. Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com. And while you're there, um, if you have a problem in your life, whether that, that problem be love, romance, money, if you need to get a job, whether you want spiritual enlightenment no matter what you want, we have a candle for it, so check out coventrycreations.com. Um, of course, they are our sponsors so go and give them a lot of love. To reach me off the air, of course, go to psychicfriendsnow.com. Um, join us on Facebook, like us, whatever, you know, friend us, whatever you do on Facebook, at facebook.com forward slash keeping it magic. That's it's called stalking It Facebook. magic, yes, yeah, stalking on Facebook.
0: Talkin and
2: uh, <laughs> on Twitter, of course, follow us at, at keepitmagic. And our website, of course, is www dot dot com, a magical resource of sorts. Now we haven't figured out exactly what that Source is, but we'll let you know when we get to it. Um, just a couple of announcements before we get going. Of course, this summer we will be having the 20th anniversary of Coventrycreations.com 20 years, 20 years of cancel making, um, and we will be celebrating that uh, towards the end of season one and then in September. Do, 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 do. The day after the day after Labor Day, Jackie and I will be starting season two of Keep It Magic. Season two. Um it's gonna be a lot of fun, so make sure that you check us out. But stay with us through the summer. We'll be doing a lot of shows and um we have a lot of stuff that's coming up next month because it's the biggest astrological month of the year. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing a lot of astrology next month and we know how our listeners love astrology. I don't know why but they love astrology.
0: You know why? It's because I dumb it down. <laughs> yeah.
2: Jackie <laughs> because dumps it down. I don't
0: know anything about it. So I go, wait, what? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: no, no, bring it down for me. Bring it down several notches. I don't know what that means. So yeah.
2: Speaking of Facebook, Jackie, what do you think of the Facebook stock tanking?
0: Oh, well you knew it. You knew it. It was just going to be super exciting. You know what? I blame timeline. No, I'm just kidding. Um, everyone hates the timeline. I could care less. But um, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because this was such a big deal that Facebook was kept private for so long and was not publicly traded. And um, I uh, uh, and then and then of course what's gonna be like huge when it when it's initially offered and Zuckerberg Zuckerberg is smart boy or he has some really smart advisors. I shouldn't say boy, he's probably what, our age now? No. no he's still a little younger. Yeah,
2: he's probably. like twenty eight, twenty nine.
0: Never mind. He's stupid. I don't like him. Um <laughs> so, um I and I also was watching how people were saying that he um had his i p o um initial public offering on that right before he got married because if he did it after he got married, then his wife would own half of that, yeah. which I think that um I'm sure there's a prenup on all that stuff so um i I romantically think it was a present to his new bride
2: you know what what i i find two things interesting first I know why Facebook went public, okay. Because Mark Zuckerberg couldn't figure out the privacy settings.
0: <laughs> 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 that's hilarious. Okay.
2: And so that's why Facebook went went, went public. Um, the other thing is is that did you notice that? Did you see the movie Social Network?
0: I did not. You didn't.
2: You have got to watch it. He supposedly have been has been with this girl Patricia for eight years. She was not in the movie at all. Interesting. Not a mention of her in the whole movie. And, in fact, in the movie you kind of get this feeling of this very socially awkward, um, you don't know if he actually has dates type of guy. I mean, he dates a girl at the beginning, but she gets so mad at him that she just basically tells him off.
0: So you don't think he had dated her for eight years?
2: I think that there's something odd that she was not in the movie Social Network at all.
0: Huh. Well, you know, they do want to paint a certain picture
2: mm-hmm.
0: of him um, that the geeks are all rooting for, et cetera, the socially mm-hmm. awkward boy um, who can't get a girl. So.
2: And the reason that he made Facebook was basically so that he could check out girls' pics.
0: <laughs> Isn't that motivation of most straight men?
2: Yeah, the motivation of most straight men... And, you know, now that there's all of these people that are on Facebook, um, so it's pretty interesting. Um, I have a friend of mine who is now predicting the downfall of Facebook within two years.
0: Because it went public?
2: Well, the SEC is going to be all over them like a rag. Um, uh, You know, in regards to privacy settings, in regards to uh, Google, after Google went public, one of the things that they immediately had was the $50 million lawsuit from their AdWords campaigns mm. for, for click fraud. Um, and now that Facebook is public, they're going to have to um, you know open up the books, basically, and show the SEC, basically, what is going on. So um, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I did pull the Nine of, uh, of Pentacles from the Tarot on it, so I think that Facebook ultimately will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um uh but uh, the stock situation may have just been a way for some people to make some money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think so. I I mean it was a big wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Weddings are expensive.
2: <laughs> yeah. A big 18 billion dollar uh, uh profited the, the day before the wedding and nobody knew about the wedding. That is the, that is the, the strange I mean there's some weird stuff that's going on over in that neck of the woods.
0: I can but I can imagine I can imagine why the reason i mean in my tiny little world and my tiny little fandom and my tiny little bit of fame um I don't tell a lot of things, and so with how with how much under a microscope that boy is
1: uh-huh.
0: um, I can see how he would like to keep and and the fact that he is more of an introvert than an extrovert from what I understand from what I was reading um. Uh, uh-huh in reviews about him, that and and you know not that I know him, at the very least I can't even say his last name for Pete's sake. But <laughs>
1: um,
0: you know, and and you're an introvert too, so you um, I pulled the six of six of swords mm-hmm. for Facebook, by the way. Um, and for you, you understand um, as an introvert, and then having so many people calling your name, so to speak. Um, yeah that uh, it it makes you want to be very, very, very private.
2: You know, the, the, the interesting thing um, that I find about you, Jackie, is that you are kind of surrounded by introverts.
0: <laughs> it's because I want all the damn attention. Are you kidding?
2: <laughs> Your husband is an introvert. Your sister is an introvert. Mm-hmm. I'm an introvert.
0: Well, okay. Here's how it was explained to me by some of my friends.
2: Mhm.
0: is that I make it safe for them to do things. Yeah. I go out and do them first or or I say, "Come on. <laughs> you can do this with me. Come on." And then um <clears throat> when I have extroverted friends, I um um sometimes they want to compete with me. Yeah. And I don't I have no desire to compete with anybody. I'm just going to do my own thing. Um, I'm just gonna continue to do what I want and go for what I want. I don't and and it's so um it's funny because even the other day uh I as I met some more women, uh business women, um two things two things happened. One gal I, I had interacted with her a couple times this past six months and I and I just went up to her and I said, I know I've complimented you on this before, but I just wanna this is the last time I'm gonna tell you, I really appreciate you and your upfrontness and blah 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 blah. And that you will have the difficult conversation and you will take the difficult steps. I admire that in you because I know how hard it is to do. And that's what other people say they admire in me. So I just wanted to share that. And she goes and she stopped and she goes, Well, you know, you're pretty special too And I'm like, Thank you. It's not what I was going for. Uh But but even in the, the telling each other that we're special there was there was um um there was a moment, and I'm not saying that everyone's competing with me because I'm that big of a deal, but it was just that interesting um, response that we all have. And then, you know, when I had an, another gal I had a conversation with, um, she was potentially recruiting me for her uh, visionary businesses, and um, I got, as I'm talking to her, I felt her shut down.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It was really fascinating to feel her shut down. And because I'm just doing all kinds of stuff and I don't need her. Yeah. So it was really interesting. Um, to go through all that. <clears throat> but um um and, and she she um changed it to be I'm not at her speed and I'm thinking, honey, I've been doing this a long time <laughs> <laughs> But but anyway, as I digress, um I do so I do have a lot of introverts around me and I and we were talking about that and um, over here at, at the factory and it's the couple people said to me is because I make it easy for them. I go I go because introverts don't like the danger of um what when you have to put yourself out there. So if I put myself out there and it's okay if the if there's the waters are not shark infested. <laughs> yeah. Then they'll jump in too.
2: Well, basically, you know the. Uh... The large difference between um, an introvert and an extrovert is that an extrovert, of course, relates to the world based upon outside experiences, Um, and an introvert relates to the world based upon inside experiences um uh so it's kind of like a different uh, a different landscape uh, and you're a reformed uh extrovert um, you didn't start out that way which i find pretty interesting because your chart you, you know if somebody was to look at your chart automatically they would never ever know that you were extroverted
0: um as a kid i was a very extroverted and then i learned how to be an introvert because it was safer there and And I was introvert for a really long time, and it was a, probably about ten years ago i started I started um becoming extroverted again mm-hmm. and actually letting my thoughts go past my lips <laughs> 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 and taking that risk and saying, "Oh yes, I did choose to use my out loud voice <laughs>
2: now did you did you find um with writing? Coventry Magic. Did you find uh you know when you first started doing the writing and when you wrote it the first time, did you find moving into that more extroverted um space of being an author and uh having to do all of the particular requirements that uh is necessary for authors difficult?
0: No. Not not at that point because I had done um a lot of work Uh, Prior to that, five years ago, when I um, went on the road for two and a half months, that was my um, trial by fire initiation. We called it the Light My Fire Tour, but it was basically Jackie's initiation into um, the public.
2: Yeah. The tour that she's on now is called the Rainbow Tour. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that was the light by fire This is the rainbow Right. Uh, <laughs>
0: I love that you guys are adorable And uh, was it you in Phoenix My husband named it that right
2: Yeah yeah It was uh, the, uh, your husband Feen- Your husband Drew and me yeah. that, that named it the the, uh, the rainbow tour because she's Ava Perone You know <laughs> on The rainbow tour <laughs>
0: Don't cry for me I don't know, I didn't want to say Argentina, I couldn't think of another word.
2: <laughs> the um we're in part three of Coventry Magic. Um I will tell you that out of all of the parts, this one um is my favorite.
0: You said that every part so far. I know. <laughs> I'm really but, pleased.
2: But I am rereading the book for the third <laughs> time. Um <laughs> uh and, uh. Shit,
0: more than I've read it. <laughs> well,
2: actually, it's more than three times because I read it while you were writing it as well. So, um, you know, it is. I've read it multiple times. That's what I'll say. Um, I I love this particular portion because you're starting to take all of the components out of part 1 and part 2 and now amalgamating them together. And one of the fascinating things that I will tell you just um uh so the, because because I think that you'll have a great laugh about it, uh one I've been taking a uh a bunch of uh blogging courses. Mm -hmm. And in one of the blogging courses, um, one of the things that you do is that you do basically SEO keyword research. And um, in it, basically, you write down the particular topics that you want to cover. And then basically what you would do is that you would go to like a a Google AdWords tool or a a research tool situation to see basically what people are looking for when they're searching, Um, you you know, keywords. And then basically when I'm in part three of this book, what are you having me do? Keywords. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, the whole world is ran by Google.
0: I know. It's funny that it's the way we think. Um, That's why I've I've used keywords in my little – when I first started out working with my herbs and um, it was pre-computer. I know 20 years ago I didn't have um, one of those giant PCs. I've never had a Mac. Thank you very much. And I had a card file.
2: Oh my God.
0: I had a card file. Um, lots of um, this is why I just can't bring myself to use um, note cards anymore because I, I, I polluted myself with them. I had so many freaking note cards, all handwritten.
2: I live on note cards, so I can't say that. But I could never do what you did, Jackie, with that handwritten stuff because of uh, you know. I, Okay, I'm a little obsessive compulsive, and right. if I pulled out a note card and it had like a little smudge on it,
1: mhm, you know,
2: or um like a sweat stain or something, I would have to rewrite the card
0: i okay, so I don't have that problem, so this was mine had lots of smudges and herbs and whatnot on them. It was almost like the way the reason why I did this is is um I did it like a recipe card. Meaning, um, yeah. like, here's the ingredient. Here's my little note card on frankincense. And then I would use frankincense for something. And, and I, I would have all the things that you could use frankincense for medicinally and spiritually. And then, because that was medicinal one side, spiritual the other side. And then, um and I would add additional notes. And sometimes I would staple another card too, which would have driven you crazy. But then I had um, a a card file for like prosperity. Love you know different different things that I could use, so then so those were my keywords, so I would start building um I would pull out my keywords saying, Okay, um new job, and then I would have all these different herbs listed for new job, and then I would pull out the cards for all those herbs, uh-huh. and then I would look at what it said and I would look for certain phrases and go, Why did I think a keyword for that was important
1: uh-huh.
0: and and that's really how I built my recipes. This, the first couple of go rounds with recipes, with, with note cards.
2: You want to know something hilarious? Hmm. Um, of course, you know I know what all of the Coventry magic candles look like. I have boxes and boxes of Coventry candles um, here, nicely sat. Um And uh, on one of my um, uh, my outings. Um, I went to the mall to find. Um, I can't order nakchampa from you, so um, I went to the mall to get some nakchampa And I went into the. It's it, it, the place is called Imagine, and it is like a. Yeah, you know, it looks more like a pot smokers paradise than it does actually. You know, an, an herb and a. uh mm-hmm. Uh, a incense store, but anyways, girl, they must have one of your candles from three hundred years ago. <laughs> I looked at that candle, and I was like, there is no way that that is a Coventry candle.
0: Uh-huh.
2: It was like, it was weird looking.
0: Yeah. We've evolved.
2: But yeah.
0: In 20 years, you've evolved just a little, little bit. Um, yeah. There's some, I have a box of candles, and I'll take a picture of them and put them up someday, of some of the original candles I made, and and the first couple of years of candles, and they didn't look like the, the ones that look now.
2: No, the ones that we have now look like marble on the sides, and this one here was like had a little, um, uh, a garbage paper looking little wrap around it, and that's it. Mhm.
0: I didn't use shrink wrap for a long time. I didn't want to. I actually, my first candles were labeled with a pla- with a simple label, both printed both sides, and a rubber band to keep the label on. I am not even kidding you. That's how we started my whole process.
2: Well, I told the person that was working behind the desk, you may want to update those because I think that they kind of went away 15 years ago. That, <laughs> <laughs> that series, so it, it I'll, was, have
0: to, I'll have to get Mary on that. Yeah, it look.
2: was. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was very, very interesting. Um, let's do this. Um, we're going to dive on the other side of the break um, into part three of the book. So, if you want to learn how to build the spell from the bottom up, uh, definitely. Keep listening to the show, especially if you want it to work the first time. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, you know, keep listening to Keep It Magic. Um, visit our sponsor at CoventryCreations.com, and we'll be back in a flash. Don't touch that dial.
3: Oh, what the hell? She says I just can't win. Lives back down, man. There's so many times I don't know what I'm doing, like I don't know now. By the light of the moon, she rubs the rise. Says it's funny how the night can make you blind. I can just imagine. I'm
0: Four weeks in a row.
2: She owns me. <laughs> she owns me. <laughs> it's that thing about her being the extrovert. She owns me. <laughs> um, Jackie, there's a lot of interesting stuff in part three of your book, um, which I want to go over some of it. Of course, people will have to read the rest. Um, number one, how did you come up with the belief but the only magic formula is when you create yourself.
0: Because you are unique. You are the beautiful, unique snowflake, and no one is like you. Is that nice enough for you? Um, yeah. Um, something pre-prescribed is is one size fits all. Um, um, if you were to open up any of these different books like um, Slater's Magical Formulary or something by Cunningham or any of these magical books to say, do this spell in this way. Or the Book of 5,000 Spells, which I love from Judica Elias.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, that spell was crafted for a particular need with those ingredients, with those candles or or uh, words of power, etc. cetera. She
2: here's they- a fish spell that I'm not even going to go into. <laughs>
0: So it really was very specific and particular um, for for someone else's need in that, in that time. So you can look at the ingredients, you can look at all the pieces and parts and, and kind of gather what exactly they were going for because all of the ingredients in your spell kind of narrow your focus a little more and a little more until you're like laser focused on, on whatever it is you want. Well, that laser focus, if you're going to um, pull a spell from someone else's book that says um, for prosperity use um, frankincense and sandalwood and bergamot and then put it in in a yellow candle and do this this, and this, it's going to focus that energy into a different place. And and I can tell you right now it's going to help you um, lift your vibration about prosperity. Now, some people are going to do something real basic where they're going to say, you shredded money and um, green paint and, you know, just it's going to put it in a different way. So um, you're, you need to make it attack or work with or get around or disassemble your own blocks because um, those work with somebody else's blocks. And that's why the magic that you put together, you also own. You know, in some ways it's like writing poetry. When you read someone else's poetry, you go, what were they thinking? But what they were thinking is completely different than what you're reading. Uh-huh. So no one can really understand your poetry, the secret message of your poetry, versus um, what they think it means. So And that spells are very similar. It's your own personal secret message to to where it's going to, and only you can really define that.
2: I can definitely relate to that because one of the things that you were saying um, is uh, about the shredding of the money. I would never, ever shred money in a spell, even symbolic money, because to me that would mean getting rid of it. Uh, Interesting. I would never do it. Um, uh, Like, for example, I had a client – Call me because you know. Number one, I have a candle line called Tarot Magic that you can get exclusively at the candle shop, um dot com, and uh, she had called me up and she uh, she was talking to uh, a person that was doing magic and. And it was the strangest thing that I'd ever heard. Of course, you know, I'm trained in Coventry magic. I'm not really trained in a lot of different disciplines. But for me, she said that um, a practitioner had her do a binding spell on... um, her boyfriend, so that he would deal with his past issues. And Jackie, it literally made no sense to me because if you bind something, it means that you are, are sticking them somewhere. You're, uh, right. you know, you, you're preventing movement, basically, or, or whether it be an action against you or whatever reasons that you were doing a binding spell. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would never use a binding spell for love or for open communication or any, any, anything of that particular nature. So basically, I told her. Um, Number, you know, and basically what has happened is that the man has shut down on her completely. Well,
0: because so, she bound him down to it. Yeah,
2: she bound him down, and basically I said you need to undo the binding spell, okay? And I said, and you need to go to I said you need to go to CoventryCreations.com dot com right now. I said I want you to get a reversible candle because you're going to reverse that energy.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and then I prescribed her, um, like I'm a freaking chemist. Okay,
0: so um, you're not supposed to say.
2: I prescribed her. Um, uh, uh, Some candles, basically, to open up uh, the lines of communication Which really had nothing to do with binding or controlling Or uh, anything of that nature So, you know, I I think that uh, However it is that you're practicing magic You have to do it in symbols Mm -hmm. That are um, reflective towards you Not necessarily reflective towards um, somebody else
0: well, and as you know, with all the psychology that you've studied, um, in in um, when I've come to you with with my dreams,
2: uh-huh.
0: and you say, well, before I give you some of the the, um, the um, traditional meanings of this, what do these things mean to you? So, and I say, well, well this means this, this means this, and you say, well, that's not even the traditional meaning. So we got to go with what's going on in your head. Uh-huh. And um, and it, and then you even threw some some tarot meetings in, verse and astrology meetings, where, which is not the same as the dream interpretation meetings. Uh-huh. So, but you see all those systems, uh, systems, pardon me, that can take you in completely different directions. And and it is what speaks to you is the most important thing. Um, like you said, to me, shredded money is I got so much money I can shred some of it and make confetti. You know, uh-huh. that's like opulence to me. Shredded money is opulence. Uh-huh. Um, and, and that's that American attitude about things. We're just so opulent about it. Um, so that's what shredded money means to me. So I would, I wouldn't do something like that. And, and, you know, I did, um, last night we have a couple of people that we get together and do, and, and do some conjure work and test out some conjure work and we made poppets. And uh-huh. mine, I did mine for weight loss, uh-huh. but I did mine for weight loss, not in, in a way to say, okay, just lose weight. I did mine for weight loss to say I'm working with a lot of blocks, so let's as these blocks come up as I do the work that I'm going to do, help me release them. Uh-huh. And so I put a lot of clearing herbs and stuff in in the feet of the puppet. Um, and I know a lot of these, um, and I put like a high John root and and an oris a whole oris root in the head to balance out my thinking. Uh-huh. and I put a lot of shredded money in my head because I know that, because um, you and I have talked about this and I've talked about it in the air enough, that a lot of my own personal issues deal with my money fears, uh-huh. which which I've been actively working on and changing my view on, and it's just amazing how um, how that is, is changing my world entirely. And um, and so to keep my, my brain thinking in the balanced way. so and And here's what I'm going to do. I'm burying the
2: poppet Oh, interesting
0: And and when I said this to the folks They just had this feeling I wanted to bury the poppet And when I said it to the people I was working with They looked at me like, oh God, no When you bury the poppet you're killing someone No, no, I'm connecting myself I'm rooting myself I'm really rooting myself um, And being fed and nurtured by the earth And, and giving back to the earth What doesn't work for me anymore but see how that's completely counterintuitive to what other people want
2: yeah it it, it but it's based upon your inner symbols, mm-hmm. which I think is important um in regards to uh to doing any form of symbolic or ritual um uh type of work right. one of the things you know one of the things that you talk about in this particular section is about offerings mhm, and uh, before I get to offerings, we should probably talk about why altars are important. Okay. So why are altars important?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, altars are important because it is um a microcosm. Well, there's different types of magic. There's sympathetic magic. And and sympathetic magic is when you create a microcosm world, a small world that represents your world that's larger and it can wrap you don't have to have a dollhouse it can be some very simple symbols of it and your altar is the focus of your microcosm Uh and it gives your again when i talk about bringing that laser focus in on on what you want to do and and that's not even just a magical thing that you need to do it's a life thing when you have too much on your mind you have too much going on too many influences too many voices talking to you you can go a little crazy and magic is the same way. How do you know what's going to influence the spell? Um, you, um, if you were to um, focus your magic in and make and, and limit what influences it, then that makes a stronger, stronger spell. <clears throat> so the, your altar becomes a sacred space. <laughs> it limits what's what's influencing the outside influences, like you know, you know, the TV in the other room or whatever. Um, so you're really focusing that in, and then you're creating that microcosm world where you are literally manipulating the outcome of what's going on. Yeah. Did that help you with why you want to use alters? Did I lose you?
2: Yeah, no, you didn't lose me at all. I I, I think that the alters are um, important, you know, for the exact same reasons of creating um, the particular uh, environment or a communication um, mode between um yourself and whether you want to call it your higher power or the god or the goddess or mm-hmm. whatever and it, it's altars are very important to me because of the fact that they're um significant in Kabbalah okay. and
0: uh, well, one of the things they see I see them do is bring order out of chaos out of a yeah. chaotic life but why is why are altars so important in Kabbalah?
2: Altars are, are important in regards to Kamala because they're used as a tool, as a channel, basically to bring down um, the light into physical form. That's
0: exactly so you're what, yeah,
2: Yeah. exactly it. So you're channeling that particular energy down into physical form in uh, in some way. And, of mm-hmm. course, you know, now, you know, um, uh, we see the Zohar set, Um Um, As the channeling down of that particular energy um, uh, into form Uh, But, you know, there's also, you know, when you set up your menorah When you set up uh, your different types of spiritual tools, your Shabbat candles uh, uh, Things of that nature, still channeling of that particular light um, into uh, the physical world And one of the things that is uh, also talked about a lot in Kabbalah and it's very, very coded because there's a lot of places in um, the Old Testament, and what Kabbalah is, of course, is the mystical interpretation of the Old Testament, um, in which well, off-
0: it's not the Old Testament to them.
2: <laughs> they just call it the Torah. Right. <laughs> um, but it is the mystical interpretation. Um, the uh, offerings uh, are throughout all five of the, uh, the Mosaic books. And, uh, of course, we don't look at, um, in in Kabbalah, the mosaic stories, as having to do with a time 4,000 years ago. Um, Basically, what we look at now is more, how do we apply those particular principles to a 21st century life? And, uh, of course, in Leviticus, uh uh you know one of my uh, uh or one of the most interesting um things about it is of course they have the whole story in regards to the scapegoat and of course you know you would burn one goat as an offering um to god and the other you would let wander out into uh into the wilderness and basically what that one that would wander out into the universe would contain was the sin or the um uh, of the israelites Um, So basically in this day and age Basically what um, offerings are Is that when you're petitioning the light um, When you want something to occur um, In regards to your life um, One of the things that it's required That you offer up in order to get what it is that you want um, Is that you have to offer up uh, a character defect So for example if you're going through um uh financial issues or um uh, uh, weight loss issues or love issues um, if what you're trying to do is to draw something in that there's something inside of you that you have to get rid of it's like a mathematical equation if you ha if you um uh, add something to one side of the equation, you invariably have to subtract it from the other um uh, in order to make it still equal um so uh so basically uh, uh you know it's, so for example take um uh fear of money or fear of prosperity, what is it that you're actually holding on to um uh because I don't think that necessarily um uh poverty is the opposite of prosperity, I think that poverty is the absence of prosperity. Um, so basically if you let go of your poverty consciousness, if you let go of all of those things that have you stuck, um, it's going to create a channel basically for you now to be able to bring that energy into your life and remove kind of like that cancer cell out of your life. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, yes. And, and with the altars as that place where, where you channel the divine in through that, you, you bring the, that perfection down I love the way you said that because that's exactly how I explain the need to do an ancestor altar. People are like, "Well, why, why can't they just be in my life?" Well, they are in your life, and you're not listening. <laughs> this gives them an energy, a voice, a place to communicate to you through. But if you're trying to, it's like trying to listen to all the radio stations at the same time. You have to tune it in. When you tune it into the one radio station, when you, when you um, tr- instead of trying to look at everything all at once if you if you let your eye float in the details of just what you want then you get so much more from that experience and um i love how you talk about offering up a character defect and that's so profound when because when you when i'm working with a divine first of all i don't want to be greedy now i don't think greediness involves getting what you want i think greediness Involves not sharing. So, if I, you know, if I'm always going to call my friend and go, "I need your help," and never give anything in return. So, so, so an offering shows your gratitude. Thank you for all of the energy that you've brought to my way. And and it and since we're not living in in the Old Testament times, I don't generally need to bring a goat um, as an offering. But something that I need to go out of my way for, it's not not something I'm just going to pull out of my back pocket and and, and put on there because I just happen to have it. It's something that I go out of my way for. It's something that is important to them, mostly to the the energies that I'm working with. And one thing that I think is missing, there's one thing that's missing from the book. It's talking about um, your divine helpers, which I think is going to be in a a new book. But um, when you... um, Work with your divine helpers, and you connect with that energy. And it it might be the unnamed divine helpers bring something to them, to to enrich your connection. Did I lose you? Oh, did I lose Storm?
2: No, you did not lose me. <laughs> oh, you being quiet. Okay. I was just being quiet. I was listening to what you were saying.
0: Yeah. So that's that is my. Um, that is my reason for bringing offerings to, uh-huh. to who I'm working with to enrich that. Also, you know, there's things that help the connection, like a glass of water is a conduit, yeah. it's a conduit to the spiritual realm. Um, using alcohol, um, not drinking and being drunk in front of your altar, which is not a good idea that's very disrespectful. But um, you can use a little bit of alcohol because it's that fiery energy to feed the spirits that you're working with. Um Fresh flowers, it's such a life force that you're giving to them uh-huh. um different treats that they like, depending on which energy that you're working with um if you're working with your ancestors, like my grandmother loved angel food cake, so when I'm working with my um and then I have a um I have different ancestors who like different things if I'm doing some big work and I want to talk to my ancestors, I start with a piece of angel food cake.
2: Oh, that's that's very interesting. Um, Lama Dama likes Godiva chocolate.
0: She does.
2: Yeah, she loves Godiva chocolate. Um, when I was uh, cleaning up my my altar at um, Yule,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, uh, of course, because uh, clients and things of that nature, a lot of people know that I love Godiva chocolate. It's the only kind of chocolate that I like. I don't like any other really. Um, so that they they send me Godiva, um, and uh, I got this box of uh, uh, truffles. So as I was cleaning up my altar, and I was like, "So you know what would uh, you know what would you like as an offering, basically?" Mm-hmm. And immediately in my head said, "Well, I would like some of those Godiva." So I had one of those little boxes that had four in it,
1: uh-huh.
2: and I was gonna go down to get that particular box and put it in my altar. She immediately said, "I don't want that box. I want the other one." <laughs>
0: right? She wanted the bigger box. Yeah,
2: she wanted the bigger box. You know, uh, <laughs> she's
0: doing some big work for you too. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it was. It, it was. It was definitely a uh, pretty interesting. That is for sure. Um, Jackie, why can't you ever perform the same magic spell twice?
0: Because um, you're not the same person twice.
2: Great. Great answer. Uh,
0: and and it might be the exact same spell with the same ingredients, but you're going to be in a different perspective. You're going to say things a little differently. It's not going to be the exact same astrological influence as it was the first time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not that I. I wait on that, but, you know, I do think it can potentially affect it. I think your need is the most effective influencer on your magic. Um, But you're a different person, so you're going to need things in a different way. You have either um, not learned the lesson, so you've sunk further down into your rabbit hole, or you have learned part of the lesson and you need a a, a helpful step in your evolution. And so that's why you can't do the same spell twice. It has nothing to do with superstition or anything like that it's just it's not possible
2: uh i I agree um uh that even when you are approaching the same circumstance uh it, that, like say for example it's a recurring problem or a recurring issue. One of the things that uh I find is that each time that I'm dealing with that circumstance, I'm dealing with it often on a different level new level, mm-hmm. new devil um. Right. So I, I definitely can appreciate what it is that you uh, uh, had to say about that. What what are divas? And I, and I'm not talking about Mariah Carey.
0: Diva D-I-V-A, not D-E-V-A. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: divas are um, that is is more of the Hindi name for the nature spirits, and I mm-hmm. love the name. Um, and I was um, working with this. Diva Tarot deck that talked about, and it had a fifth, um, a fifth suit of spirit. Uh huh. Um, so I was really confused, but I loved the concept and the idea of, of the spirit of things. And that's when I really started experiencing what divas are. And I, I had this deck in my hand, and, and and I was outside. It was a lovely evening, and I was all by myself, and I was just meditating on it. As I think it's like one of the five times I've actually sat and meditated on something. And um, I just, I got this understanding of everything is alive. Everything has an, in, in the um, African tradition, it's called a she. Everything has um, a life force or a chi that we know from, from the Chinese um, philosophies. So there's always a life force in everything. And, and diva is, is another name for the same thing. And yeah. it never dies. It never dies. It just transforms. Yeah. And and so whatever magical substance you're working with, and it, even the chemicals that are extracted to, to make the plastic or the, the this or the that, even the oil in the ground still has a diva attached to it. Um still has some kind of elemental attached to it. um it may not be awake, it may have been you know so you can create like a synthetic version of of honeysuckle because you can't get honeysuckle essential
1: yeah
0: um its just it's too volatile, can't get it, and maybe in twenty years, I've been talking about this for twenty years, so maybe in twenty years they've figured out a way, but I haven't found it so you have um your your synthetic honeysuckle fragrance. Well, it still is reminiscent to that. You're, you're gonna first. You're gonna smell that and go, yeah, that does smell like honeysuckle. So now you're identifying it and you're naming it. And as soon as you do that, you can invite in that diva of that to to make this a magical charge thing. Which is why when people say to me, well, you don't use essential oils. How can your your um, candles be magical? I do use some essential oils and I do I do use chemical matches. To these, but um, essential oils actually, the concentration I would have to use for of a set, essential oils in a candle for you to be able to smell it when you buy it would be too concentrated, and essential oils can become medicinal. Yeah. So it'd be dangerous. Um, and and so it wouldn't work though because like lavender, too much lavender rather than it can go from it being a sedative to agitating you and being uh, uh make you nervous.
2: Yeah.
0: So. The amount of essentials you have to use in a candle to make it to make it smell like that can make some of take some of them to a dangerous level. So we use we keep it safe and we use a blend and people say, Well, how can it be magical if you're using some some blended fragrances? And it's because like, I invite in a diva of that energy. Or you can buy cinnamon from, from the grocery store and use it in a spell because um you're inviting that diva back in or you're waking up its its um life force. Yeah. And that's what a diva is.
2: We're going to take a break. Okay. Um, we've got a few more things to cover, including how to build your own style on the other side. So do not touch that dial. Cruise on over to our sponsor at CoventryCreations.com. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem may be, we have a candle for that. Do not touch that dial. We'll be back in a flash. You're listening to Keep It Magic.
3: I Right but never.
0: you create by living every day we know people who are naturally lucky or naturally unlucky and um, what i'm what i see with them is I, I really wanted to know why is this person lucky and that person not um, part of it is is what they do in their life to generate um generate that wild magic and i think one of the best ways to gener- generate a positive wild magic which i look at is kind of like a battery of magic you just generate it and store it up for when you need it mm-hmm. is um is by being nice. By making someone's day, by being pleasant, by by being kind when you don't have to, by leaving an extra dollar for a tip. Especially when, you know, it's um a hairy day for that that waitress. Mm-hmm. Random acts of kindness are the best way to create wild magic. And um uh it's you know, I have a story in the book that, that talks about how one day I just created wild magic just by complimenting this one woman who was on the bus to the car rental place. And I'm not going to go yeah. into that story. you got to read it. But one compliment is a great story, too. It will make you laugh. One compliment changed my show from where I expected to do maybe 2000 $3,000 to doing almost ten. Amazing. It, it's absolutely amazing. So when you are when you are kind, when you're a little more of a Tigger than an Eeyore, and you just do nice things for people, although Tigger's a little narcissistic, but when you do um, really nice things for people, um, that's how you generate wild magic so that when you go and do your spell or set your intention, it just flows right into that. The universe wants to give it back to you because you've been giving so much. Um Does that answer your question?
2: Absolutely. So what is the intentional magic?
0: Intentional magic is when you say, this is my intent. When you um, do an affirmation, um, it's very direct. I want this to happen for this. And um, you then project that energy or that thought, that intention, into an object that you may hang around your neck. You may light a candle. You, um, uh, of course, light a candle. Light incense and it wears a certain oils to set that intent to help you vibrate there. That's intentional magic. It, you can do extra things to amp up the power in that intent, like saying your affirmation over and over again or um, um, using different energies. Law of intention is law of attraction is very intentional. Magic. I
2: was just about to ask you if law of attraction was um, intentional uh, magic. What is ritual magic?
0: Ritual magic is when you um, take yourself out of the daily grind and put yourself into a sacred place and a different mindset. Um, you can do intentional magic in a ritualistic way, but the ritual is is basically it takes you out of the moment and out of that reality that you're in, and it transports you into a place of magic. Now, there's a lot of things you can do to get into that ritual space, and some is like fasting you know it can be like a week long fast and special bathing and special clothes or sky clad or whatever you're going to mm-hmm. do or it can just be that um this is the this is the special time and the special place It can be going out for a walk in the in the woods and finding a place to do that so you're really changing your energy and your mindset through external means
2: mhm um, so you you have been with me long enough to know um, about everything that I do between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur mm-hmm. um, in that it is basically this process of creating a new movie. Would you consider that ritual magic?
0: Very much so. Okay. It's intentional and and ritual magic. And, I mean, there's been uh, the same rituals that people have been doing for centuries. And um, in ritual magic, you will find that there's a dramatic cathartic release and and it you have a you know what is it a two week long week long yeah ritual that you do and then and then um there's a cathartic release at the end
2: yeah definitely um what is sympathetic magic
0: sympathetic magic is <clears throat> we all do it sympathetic magic is um like to like so um you we talk about it a lot in the book, a lot of camel magic is sympathetic magic. So what you do is you say, I want a new car, so you get a toy car of that uh-huh. and you do your magic around that. So that creates a like to a like. Um, you know, a lot of folk magic uses a lot of sympathetic magic. So for example, like you have a doll or a picture And then that becomes the focus of that person, and that becomes that person. And then you put, like, healing herbs on them. I'm going to go for the healing realm rather than the cursing. So you put, like, healing herbs in the doll and and do things like that. That's a sympathetic magic.
2: Now, do we do a combination of sympathetic and intentional with Coventry?
0: Absolutely. Okay. You mix a lot of your magic. Uh, The reason why I needed to define magic is People kept thinking the ritual magic was the only thing that there is, but there's a lot of different ways to do magic. You don't always have to put on your silver lame robe and grab your wand and call in the quarters. And it's like they teach you in in Wicca, um, nor do you have to have a bubbling cauldron. We do magic all the time. We we um, do it simply by being, by Deciding that we're going to get up and walk across the room to open a door—that's a form of magic. You set your intent, and you're going there, and you're doing that. Um, that's part. That's part of the whole magical process. When we think about somebody and they call, that's part of magic. So it's kind of like who called who at that point, but you connect uh-huh. it
2: What is earth magic?
0: Earth magic is is more of the shamanistic magic. Well, and there's many different definitions of sh- many different parts of shamanistic magic. And that's kind of um, simplified, but it's using the things from the earth, the herbs, the stones, the the power of the animals, the power of nature is earth magic.
2: Great. And here is my favorite.
0: Transformational magic.
2: Yeah, what is transformational magic?
0: It's when you put it all together. Yeah. Um, But more than that, it's when you say, I'm ready to heal this block. I'm ready to heal this tear inside of me. That limits me. And I want to transform my life. I want to evolve. I want to use these magical things to take me to the next level. And that's transformational magic or healing magic. Uh,
2: yeah. the uh, You see, in, in my experience, I think that working with a lot of transformational magic really um, amps up um, uh, intentional magic being very effective.
0: Mm-hmm. It really does it really does cuz you can continue to put a bandaid on it. Yeah. Definitely. And then you're doing the same thing over and over again. I don't necessarily want to put a bandaid on it. I want to I want to get all the germs out and so it heals once and for all.
2: Now, let's go into your famous thick Newton style. What is it? <laughs>
0: My famous Fig Newton spell is is kind of so it's like a dollar store trick. That's we were talking about the divas. Yeah. So um, I do this in my whenever I teach this class, I have Fig Newtons and and I give them two. I give everybody two because one's the control group. Any good experiment has to have a control group. And the first one, I have them put in their hand, and I explain about divas and calling it in and waking up the energy of it. So I have them open up their hand chakras and feel the energy. Of the the Fig Newton, and I, eat, I specifically use a Fig Newton because there's recognizable food in it. Uh-huh. Now, um, <laughs> right, I mean, you could do it with a with a cookie, but it doesn't. I mean, it's so far away from its original source. Yeah. But the Fig Newton, you can see the fig, and so you feel the energy of, of the cookie, and that and and Fig Newtons travel well. So um, it's usually pretty low, maybe about. Five inches, six inches tops above above your hands above it, feeling the aura of it, and then we invite in the energy of the fig and the date, and and I talk about what it is and I name it, and and I I talk about what it brings into our lives and and all those things. and that's how I and that's how I work with herbs. When I say when I decide I'm going to work with date, I talk about how. It it brings abundance and sustenance in our life. It brings a sweetness and a richness that when you have figs and dates in your home, no one ever goes hungry. When you have figs and dates in your home, people are sweet to each other. And, and what it brings, it's very magical. And it's divine. Figs are divine. Figs are, figs are a representation of of the divine always taking care of you. So it's very, that was very powerful, wasn't it? Yeah. And I have people think about that. And invite the diva of the of the fig into their cookie. And then I said, when it feels full, when your hand feels heavy, and you just don't want to keep it up anymore, then feel the aura of it. And people are can be a foot to two feet away from the cookie oh, that's so when amazing. they feel the energy of it. It's really it's do it just at home. Do it. It's it's next time you have a fig Newton. And I really think I need to get a commission on this because I've been selling a lot of these cookies so, <laughs> when I talk about them. And it, the results are not the same with the Fig Newman because their aura starts pretty big anyway. You can feel it drastic. So then then I invite everyone to eat the cookie. And I'd say no carbs count, and, and sugar is not a, is, is not an issue. So you can take a nibble and see how it tastes, and everyone goes, Damn, I forgot how much I love Fig Newtons. And then I say, Now, taste the control group. And every person says, bleh, because they just have this live, magical taste in their mouth. And when you eat the fig newton, the one that you've blessed, you just you have completed your spell, you've just ingested prosperity in it, and it's now a part of your entire being.
2: Oh, that's wonderful. I love um, that whole
0: concept. And but when you eat the control group one, it doesn't taste as magical and as alive and as vibrant. It just tastes a little bit like paste. Yeah. So um, it's so that's the Fig Newton spell. And what and just shows you, if you bless your food, blessing your whatever it is. Um, and you know what? I know this. I've been teaching this for a long time. And you know what? I still don't do sit there and bless my food. I completely forget but I can do uh, there's times when I do do it and it just tastes amazing there's times when I go I don't know is this chicken still good
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding I can't I can't eat food that I'm not sure if it's spoiled or not I just can't get the heebie-jeebies
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's create a smell
0: Okay what do you want to create
2: um let's do a job uh, you know somebody wanting to change vocations.
0: Okay, so why would they want to change vocations?
2: Uh they're interested in something new.
0: Okay. So they change vocations because they they're, they're tired of what, what they're yeah. going on and they want something new. And what kind of new thing that they want do they want? Um why is it is it not fulfilling for them? See how I went to the wise. Yeah. The wise and the what? Does it not for, do they want to be more fulfilled? Do they want? To yeah, work more closer? fulfilled. Do they want to work closer to home? Do they want more free time? How, what will, what would fulfill them?
2: Have something exciting.
0: What me, does exciting mean? Does it mean that you have drama, different drama every day? Does it mean that you work in a prison? That can be very exciting. Um, Does it mean that there's violence around you or that you work in a circus?
2: More, I think that this would be more, um, uh, let's just go down the star, something more, um, you know, that the person really wants to get up and feel good about what it is that they're doing, you know, that type of energy.
0: Okay. So, then again, that's fulfilled um, excitement, excitement. Um, uh, actually, we're gonna change that word to passion, okay, they feel passionate about what they do, okay, so new, fulfilled, passionate um, and that they they make a difference,
2: yeah
0: um, so they're kind of giving back,
2: yeah,
0: and worthy
2: yeah,
0: um is a word that that they're this it's a job worthy of them, and they're worthy of the job. So those are a few words, so there's those keywords. Now, a couple of them stand out. New is always it tends to be a lighter, like a new green color.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um passionate tends to be a little more hot. So I'd make that kind of a brilliant. I would go for something that's kind of brilliantly green or even maybe even pull um some hotness to it. Um worthy, giving back. I just see this as a green color versus a um, it could but you know what it could be an orange I'm thinking bright orange because it's not quite a red um, it has the yellow um, it has an in- intellectual yellow where you can um, you feel intellectually fulfilled and stimulated it has the red which is the passion so that, that gets us to the orange so that's the first thing I see with that it's really an orange color uh-huh. Now, now the next thing I look at is um, what needs to. So, what needs to happen to make that? So then, then I'll go through the the um, appendices, the back of the book, part the party dress part,
1: uh-huh.
0: and I'll look at what herbs speak to those things. What herbs have passionate or um, uh, uh, worthiness or being a part of the community? Those types of things, and then um, I would write down a list of those herbs. And I'm going to go with a couple things. I know five finger grass is the one that really, or cinquefoil is another name for it. is is a great herb for that. Um, the other thing I I see here is cinnamon and allspice. Uh, uh-huh. Because cinnamon it it helps you get past what blocks you, what your fears are,
1: uh-huh. and
0: it and it heats you up, and it and it, make, it brings a lot that passion for what you're doing. And allspice. It's money, luck, healing, draws business, but <clears throat> it works by increasing your vital and magical energy, which again is that passionate, making a difference so so I see things that that are a lot very energetic um the um uh, I would also pull in um, motherwort that's that community has a little bit of community thing, and you know actually I would I would which is not in the book, just something recently I learned, is I would get um maybe even pull in some pine cone or bark from a redwood. Because okay. redwoods grow in communities. And they become part of a bigger whole. Um maybe some saffron, like the saffron color of that candle that she is is a very saffron color. So okay. do you see how I'm building this? Yeah, yeah. So so then um then you can look at all right, well I've got the colors, I've got some herbs, what are some of the other things that I could pull with this? Well, citrine would be a great one. Again, the same color, same energy, same vibration, uh-huh. personal power, creativity. Now, um, then you work on, you have all your pieces and parts. And what I do is I'll find my pieces and parts, and then I'll find my words of power. I'll take the all of these key words and start writing my spell. Uh-huh. And those, those key words right there is you can say, um, I called to me um, a new adventure that fulfills my spirit in every way. And then just kind of continue to work on it from there. And you have to speak it out loud. And I'm sorry, whispering, you know what, you want to whisper something, whisper it. But if you want something in your life, say it like you mean it. And and it can be really weird when you're working in earshot of somebody else. Uh-huh. But do you make apology for what it is you want to bring in your life? So you really got You got to put on your big girl panties and do it. Yeah. <clears throat> and you'll love it. And and what you get, the more energy, power, commitment, um, you put into it, the more you're gonna get back out of it
2: yeah i i i agree with you entirely um, one of the um looking at this from the perspective of uh if i was going to do this as a a rem spell um mm-hmm. uh an r e m spell um one of the things that i would do is i would first do um Probably, and here's going to be the interesting, when you see the the colors of these candles, because you know what they are, you're going to
1: laugh.
2: I would start with a um, need-to-change banishing candle. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I would go into um, an energy wheel candle. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I would do a road opener.
0: Yeah. Yep, those are all great just because the road opener, what you're doing is you're clearing out the fears that would stop you from going there. You're clearing out the things that that kept you in a job that was unfulfilling.
1: Mhm. Uh-huh.
0: And then the fire energy and will is like you get very passionate about it, and you find out what it what is your will. What yeah. do I want to do? What am I passionate about? And then the road opener, once you figure out what you're passionate about, you just keep going. Yeah. You got the you got an open road, baby. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, um, as I'm thinking about this whole thing, you could also turn this into a jar spell. Uh-huh. So, so you could put all these different herbs and stones and fragrances into a jar, and you talk to, and you put in your your resume and all those different parts of, of of something that would bring you a new job. And you just shake it up. And every time you think about this new job, you shake it up and you say your uh, words of power. Set it down. Light a candle on top of it and let it burn down. Let it drip all over it. It would drive you crazy, but it would make me happy. Because <laughs> you want all of that energy from that candle just all over it? Drip, you know, put the lid on, yeah. put, put a little candle on top and let it drip, drip, drip.
2: Yeah, that is a great, um, uh, uh, great smell, basically. Um, the jar smells, I'm pretty. Uh, uh, I've been having a lot of fun with them, especially since you know we have now trademarked baby food magic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, it's definitely interesting. Um, we're almost at the end of the show. There's an interesting email that I got that I want to um, to talk to you about. Um, mm-hmm. This email comes from Suzanne, um, and she wants to know: Dear Jackie and Storm. The two of you are extremely, extremely busy. You both run businesses as well as do the radio show. How do you all make this happen?
0: How do I make what happen?
2: How do we do all of this stuff?
0: Passion. How do you do it, Storm? Um,
2: workaholism. <laughs> <laughs> um I... I, I it's interesting because i don't I don't think that I could get up any single day, Jackie, and not um do something either to enrich my own mind or to share something with other people in some way. I just couldn't do it
0: I tell you how I did it and i and how I do this and and this is something <laughs> that you taught me mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was doing it, but you taught me about which is that that old that old satan that that attacks us you know that 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 stinking thinking those sabotaging things the, the lizard brain that doesn't want you to go and do something that's scary and new is i face that head on for most things not for everything because i'm not perfect um but a lot of things i'll just face it head on i go oh hell no but i feel i feel like my path is worthy and worthwhile and And, if you don't feel that your path is worthy and worthwhile, it's really hard to get all that stuff done because it feels like drudgery. It feels like it's a punishment for and yeah, I got a lot of stuff on my list, and I got a lot of things that that I don't want to do that I have to do, but what what it does is it facilitates all the things I really want to do, so it's no longer a drudgery it's it's a blessing, so how you look at it is very important, and that's how I get a lot of stuff done, as I say. What am I bitching about? This is a blessing that I have this work to do. This is a blessing that I have these opportunities. This is a is a blessing that I have the mind to do it. That <laughs> I've learned as much as I have, and and that's that's how I do these things is because I decide I decide what it means for me.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, and I'm kind of in a. Um... I'm kind of in a transitionary period at the moment because it is more, you know, I did 41 years of, um, 40 actually, um, 40 years of doing everything that everybody else wanted me to do Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, being perfect and uh, being what everybody else wanted me to be and all of this other stuff. And it is just in this past year that I'm starting to really, and a year of therapy, um, uh, and a year of Jackie. Uh, hmm. The the of actually sitting down and asking myself, what is it that I want to do um, in regards to the future, and um, becoming um, energetic about uh, about things again. Hmm. How do I get up and do all of the things that I do? Because I don't see what I do as working. Doesn't I really don't. Um, uh, you know, I really see what it is that I do is, uh, more, um, I like to learn things, I like to share what it is that I learn, and I like to help others, and for me, the whole idea, I mean, right before the show, you would ask me if I ever had any form of job besides what it is that I do, and, you know, I did. At 16, I worked for McDonald's for a little while, um, uh, and it was kind of fun, but, uh uh you know now um uh, you know go, the whole thought and the idea Jackie of going to go hit a time clock mm-hmm. or showing up somewhere at 8:30 um in the morning and working until 5 or whenever i couldn't do it
0: right i i know and it's i it's very scary to to jump ship to do the things that that feed your soul yeah um, because we're taught from early on that we're not supposed to do that. Yeah. That's for somebody else to do that we can aspire to, but that's not for us to do. And a friend of mine, I'm working with her um, tomorrow night, and we're she jumped ship, and now that she jumped ship, she's like, oh, in the oh shit stage. And we know all about the oh shit stage. What did I? It seemed like a good idea. What did I just do? And and so we're gonna we're gonna work on that. We're gonna find out. Um, what it is she really wants to do, what her passion is, and then what, what her fears are. And the fears are what stop her from doing it. And and if you can get a good friend to do that with you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you will say, okay, here's, here's what feeds my soul. Here's what I'm passionate about. Now how do I get there? Um, and I didn't go to college for this. This was not something that somebody else taught me. This was me going, how do I do this, and teaching myself or finding teachers.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and and the only thing that would stop me is me going it seems like too much work is being an Eeyore. That's the only thing that stopped me along the way is being an Eeyore or um being a little too egotistical saying, I got this. Ah, nobody can touch this and that stopped me in my tracks too. So um, you know what it's drive and humility is passion and humility. Those two things. It's passion and humility.
2: Yeah, I I I definitely agree with you wholeheartedly. We are done.
0: I know we are. It's always a good time with you.
2: And oh, I, I, I love my hour and a half with you every week. So uh, that we do on the air, and my couple of hours with Jackie a week that we don't do on the air. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which we do have a great balance with that. I'm I'm very proud of us. Yes. You know we we're not we're not the everyday long talkers, the twenty yes. times a day. We're I'm, I'm really proud of us, and we do enjoy each other's company. Yeah, we do.
2: <laughs> Especially when we know one of us is going through something, you know, it's, it's great the, having that support system and knowing that that support system is there. I uh, really appreciate that. Um, cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com That's www.coventrycreations.com Check out our website at keepitmagic.com. Uh, of course, while you're at Coventry Creations, you can schedule a consultation. We The lovely glamorous and sexy Jackie Smith um, And cruise on over to PsychicFriendsNow.com To schedule an appointment with me And what do they need to do Jackie?
0: They need to keep it
2: Praise the Lord
3: Be looking like Daddy Fly. I pimp through the beat, walking down the street in my new the freak. Yeah. This is how I roll animal print pants out of control. It's Red Bull with the big ass bra, And like Bruce Lee I got the clout, yeah. Girls look at
1: that body.
3: Girls looking at body. Girls look at that, body. Girl, look at that body. I work out. Girl looking at that body. Girls looking at that body
1: I'm sexy and I know it. Yeah, when I'm at the ball, you just can just hit by ball And when I'm at the i I'm in a speedo trying to say I'm a But this is how I roll. Come on, ladies, it's time to go. We headed to the bar,
3: baby. Don't be nervous, choose, no shoes, no shirt.